Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Ema podcast. I'm your host, Joe Tillery, and I gotta say, it is good to be back. We're coming back to you after a bit of a two-week break where I was out of town moving my girlfriend into PA school, but nevertheless, we are officially back and better than ever, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. How's your day going? I hope it is treating you well. I know today is a good one for me. However, it is a beautiful day outside, so it's a beautiful day to podcast with you each, but I gotta ask a question. I have got to ask a question. After the past two weeks... I kind of expected to come back and say, this guy's committed to K-State, this has happened on campus, and this massive thing is happening. We have nothing to say. After two weeks, we are still at the blank slate here in the recruiting process. Some of the coaching things, the baseball stuff we'll talk about a little bit later on. Anything that's happened for the university has been a bad thing recently. That's the only thing that's changed. I wanted to hop on here and say, you know what? Ernest Duda Jr., he's a Kansas State Wildcat. I wanted to hop on here and say, Caleb Love, he's a Kansas State Wildcat. Instead, we've got Caleb Love at Arizona. We've got Ernest Uday Jr. at TCU. And in case you want to know, guys like Julian Phillips, who were really, really pushing for K-State. Guys that we thought we could get not only from the NBA draft level, but would transfer and come back. That was the guy we thought we'd get. Stays in the NBA draft. K-State has missed continually with these big-name prospects. And I know, I've been hearing the rumblings. I've been hearing rumblings all day. I've been hearing the people are starting to pull the plug, not on Jerome Tang by any means, but saying we've missed. We missed this portal. It's done. This one was a bad year. At face value, and I want to say at face value, so understand where I'm coming from here. If you take it as, you know what, we've landed one great player, that's Tyler Perry. Some years we didn't have that. That's a good addition. I'm not going to address this as a, this is no way intended towards Tyler Perry, no shots towards him, and I'm so stoked that he's with the Wildcats. At face value, it looks like we missed out on a lot of guys. Believe me, I was the biggest banger of the drum to say, that's maybe the weirdest way to say that of all time. I was banging the drum for Ernest Duda to come to K-State. He ends up going to TCU, okay? The wrong shade of purple, that's where he's at. But there were some rumors coming around that he was asking for an absolute boatload of money, a catamaran of money. I can't confirm that by any means, it's just a report I was hearing. K-State isn't the school that's going to pride themselves on offering people half a million dollars in the NIL. That's just not who we are. It's not. Believe me, there's schools like Kansas, and I assume Kansas gave up a boatload of money to get Hunter Dickinson to their campus, and the fact that they're a national champion consistently-ish, that's a big selling point. K-State's still under a second-year head coach. Who is the best coach in college basketball based off the Naismith Coach of the Year Award? That's a great selling point right there. However, one year does not a great program make consistently. So when you see guys that are missing out on K-State just barely... I feel like we're still a year or two away from that. When we can get everybody in, that's going to be huge. We still get guys. Believe me, we get dudes all the time. We still have people like David Castillo coming in. We've got guys coming around the conference, but we're just not ready 100% yet. And while I say this, there is still so much more time in the portal. Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand how much time is left in this portal? Think about it. We are only at the start of June. And I know that feels like, well, hey, Joe... Guys are active early. There's only a couple people left. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? None of that, man. Think about this. I saw a tweet from a good buddy of mine. Shout out to Ryan Gilbert from GoPowerCat.com. He puts out some great K-State content and covers the conference. I really Tony the Tiger that one with a great, so I apologize on that one. Ryan Gilbert put out a tweet that says this. Reminder, at this time last year, K-State fans were concerned about the lack of transfer portal commitments. Jerome Tang and his staff would go on to land the following players. These are just three players. Desi Sills on June 14th. 
Bebe Igiola, June 24th. Keontae Johnson, August 20th. That is so late in the cycle, it's unbelievable. And the final thing was, he deserves patience. Think about this, guys. Think about this collectively. In a first-year program, we go to the Elite Eight. Bruce Weber was hoping to scratch into the tournament. We went to the Elite Eight and beat some of the best teams in the nation. K-State had an opportunity to go win the whole thing. In his first year alone, with a team that he inherited with two players and found an entire team. That's what I'm excited about. The future is bright, K-State fans. I promise you it's bright. Brighter than ever. And I can't wait to see what happens. I just know in the short term, people are worried. That's what I'm hearing. Let me tell you this. This might not be a therapy podcast where I'm saying, everybody take a breath. Everything's fine. But please trust the people that are running the team. There's no point in calling out and saying, hey, we're missing out on dudes. We're missing out on dudes. At some point, you have to understand the fit. And that's something that none of us will understand. We won't. So saying, hey, Caleb loved to K-State, or Ernest Duda to K-State, or Julian Phillips, or, you know, whoever, Grant Nelson, there's a lot of great players out there that can play basketball. There's not a lot of great players that can wear the color purple, rep the Wildcats, be the people and the individuals we care about, and be a certified dude for the Wildcats. That's not the guarantee. Not everybody in the country plays K-State basketball. We need to give this coaching staff time to figure out who those guys are. Who they are. We don't know. That's the thing that I can't tell you. I don't have inside sources that tell you that. Nobody really does except for the coaching staff. We all need to take one big exhale together and move on forward from here. K-State basketball is going to be just fine and we're going to compete for a title again. I have no doubts in my mind. I really don't. I'm just here to tell you what I think. It's not guaranteed. These are just my opinions, but I tell you what, this is what I believe for sure. Now, moving on. I know we haven't talked a lot of baseball on this podcast. Don't turn it off if you're not a baseball guy because there's one conversation we need to talk about. The Wildcats got absolutely hosed by the selection committee, by the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. We got absolutely thrown up against a wall. It was terrible. The RPI metric. I'll give you a little bit of background on this because I know that I'm not the most familiar with K-State baseball. Most of you listening, if you're a diehard baseball fan, I apologize for lumping you into this conversation K-State hasn't been a massive baseball school in terms of fan viewership. That's all I'm going to say. Don't get your pitchforks. Don't get your you know burning stakes, whatever you got to do. Don't do any of that. K-State hasn't been a big baseball school. However, this year, there was a resurgence of fans. There were people that cared, and it all ties into the fact that our athletics department has hired the right guys, put players on the field, and we've got guys that want to go out and compete. The university as a whole, we're cheering for. We're cheering for the crop rotating team. We're cheering for, you know, the esports club. Every team at K-State, this year there was an extra element of pride and honor associated with the teams. I think that all starts with football winning the Big 12, basketball going to the Elite Eight. Every single team competed. K-State should have been an NCAA tournament team, but they were deprived that opportunity. Let me give you an idea of what happened. Monday selection show. If you're not a baseball guy... This is the gist of what you need to know. K-State wasn't included in the selection show. They should have been, okay? They should have been. Their name wasn't called. Two teams below them in the Big 12 standings both got into the tournament. And if you don't understand the RPI metrics or any of the metrics, this is the gist of it. The Big 12 goes as follows. Texas won the conference. Well, there's three teams that split the conference. Basically, Texas, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia all finished 15-9 in the conference. They all three got a shared title. It was a weird situation, but all three of them won. Texas is going, not hosting one. Oklahoma State is hosting a tournament. West Virginia is not. West Virginia finishes 15-9 in the conference. 
39 and 18. Texas, 15 and 9 conference, 38 and 20 overall. Oklahoma State, 15 and 9, 41 and 18, which is good for hosting opportunities in Stillwell. They get to host a regional. They're the one seed in their little mini mini part of the bracket. And the way baseball works, it's different than just the regular NCAA basketball bracket or something along those lines. Each school that makes the tournament is one of four teams in their specific bracket. You have to win your four to go on. And it's not just a beat your guy, then beat who wins the other pair. It's a double elimination squad in the group of four. So however that works out, as long as you don't lose twice, you move on to the regionals. You move on to the next rounds. Excuse me, maybe the super regionals. I apologize. You move on to the super regionals. K-State and TCU are the next two off the board. Both have 13-11 and 11 conference records. And then overall, TCU 37-22, K-State 35-24. So two games worse. However, TCU wins the Big 12 tournament and immediately earns an official invite to the tournament. They're a member of the field regardless because they won the tournament. That's the way it goes. K-State finishes fifth in the conference. The next two teams off the board, Texas Tech 12-12, 39 and 21 overall. So one game worse than K-State and Oklahoma 11 and 13, 31 and 26 overall. Two games worse than K-State in conference, four games worse in overall play. K-State misses the tournament when both Texas Tech and Oklahoma get in. They both make the tournament. Oklahoma had no right being in that tournament. Texas Tech while they were below us, you can make an argument they deserve it. That's okay. They've got player of the year contenders on their squad. There's good players all around. K-State deserved a shot. And I want to read you the following statement from head coach Pete Hughes. We miss out on the tournament because of the RPI metric, okay? The RPI metric basically takes into account this, a bunch of different things in this algorithm. Basically, it's an average sum of all the teams you play against summed up. That's what your RPI is. So if you play a bunch of bad teams, your RPI is going to be lower. A bunch of good teams are going to be higher. You get the schedule one way or another. Teams will cancel official visits if a team is lower in the RPI index. That's the way it goes. It's crazy. K-State didn't do that. You play baseball the way you play baseball. You set up a schedule and you play the other teams. The RPI metric, as flawed as it is, that's what the tournament selection committee relies on. And they mentioned that. The actual NCAA chairman of the conference said, yes, RPI is a flawed metric, but you know there's nothing we can do about it. How is that the case? You're the chairman. Fix this. Fix this. Let me get into the statement here. I'm getting a little bit heated up. Let me take a breath now. Pete Hughes, head baseball coach of the Kansas State Wildcats, puts out a statement here following the tournament. This is what the statement is. The Division I baseball committee and the system failed K-State, our program and our seniors. It was obvious that the committee overemphasized the RPI, a flawed metric. The regional disparities of the RPI are glaring and still were used as a tool to form, shape, and make decisions. Next paragraph. The most important criteria that has zero gray area, in quotations, is head-to-head competition. It's definitive. Someone wins and someone loses. We were left out in place of two teams that we finished ahead of in overall conference play and also two teams that we beat in head-to-head. Why play the games if records are not valued? When do we stop rewarding winning? It's inexplicable and disappointing. Our players and community deserve better. First of all, let me commend Pete Hughes for making that statement. The NCAA is a monster, and anytime you go up against them, you just it doesn't necessarily negatively affect you or your program, but you don't win. You never win. That's the way it goes. The NCAA controls all the, the overseeing eye, and nobody's going to win that battle. However, Pete Hughes felt it important to say that, especially when the entire K-State community, baseball community, everyone in the conference was upset that K-State didn't get in, unless you're, of course, Oklahoma fans or Texas Tech fans. 
K-State got robbed. And I'm not, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to point a finger at Texas Tech fans. Oklahoma fans primarily were the teams that didn't deserve to make it. Tech still had the right to make the tournament. It makes no sense to me that they value a flawed metric and then, you know, shrug and say, well, it doesn't matter. You know, that's just the way it goes. We can't do anything about it. You have the power to change this. What do you mean? What's the point of not taking overall records? I get the idea. Okay, there's teams that aren't as good on schedules. Whatever. Let's read you Michigan's football schedule and tell you that doesn't matter. Are you kidding me? I mean, baseball, yes, I get there's a thousand different teams in the country, and it's a long season. Why not take the teams with the best records in each conference and then go from there, okay? I know that there's conferences that don't play as good of teams. Evaluate how good the conference is overall. Give each team in the conference the same RPI. I know that each team in the conference doesn't play the same schedule, but let's reevaluate that. I know that's where your RPI comes in handy, but when there's teams above you getting put into a spot, you cannot take two teams below them in the conference standings and then toss them into the tournament and not say anything about it. That's terrible. I'm serious. You can't do stuff like that. And I know that people are going to be upset and say, well, you're just a K-State fan who's upset. That's the case. Yes, I'm a K-State fan who's very upset with the situation because we were hosed, man. We deserved to get in there. On the topic, let's read you Michigan's football schedule. This is a jumping topic, but let me just read it to you. If you want to make the argument of, well, there's bad teams on everybody's schedule. Michigan football plays East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, one good team here, Michigan State, Purdue, Penn State, who's decent every year, Maryland, and Ohio State. They play maybe three good teams in that entire schedule if you're splitting hairs. Three good teams. That's a free path to the playoffs every year. That's what happens. Teams get bad schedules. Teams get good schedules every single year. But we can't rely on that being the fact as to why a player goes. It's the same argument to say, like, when people came to bang the drum saying, you know what, TCU doesn't deserve a spot in the college football playoff. They lost one game and it was in the Big 12 championship. They lost one game. Okay, well, they don't play in the SEC. They don't play in these other conferences. That shouldn't matter. They're one of the best teams in the nation. And even though they lost to Georgia, it doesn't matter. They beat Michigan, who everyone thought was a great team. That's just the way it goes. You can't just sit there and say, well, Georgia destroyed them. They shouldn't have been here in the first place. They beat Michigan. Every other team in that conference, maybe, and maybe, except for Ohio State, doesn't get blown out by, by Georgia. They're good, man. They're really good. The Big 12 deserved to have TCU up there. The conference got screwed. K-State got screwed. And the baseball metrics are flawed. That's the way I see this going. It makes zero sense to me why this happened. And I know we can all sit around and say, well, next year it'll change. It's not going to change. It's not going to change. They need to fundamentally end the RPI metric and do something different. This method cannot work. And I want to say, I do understand where they're coming from in the sense that head-to-head wins aren't valued versus they are valued. Yes, K-State lost some games to some bad teams. That's the case. Every team's going to win. Every team's going to lose at some point in the season. The reason K-State missed, it's not just Oklahoma. It's not just Texas Tech. Tulane won their end-of-season tournament and they finished with an overall record of 19-40, and 40, they became the only team in NCAA history to make the tournament with that many losses on their season. The only team ever, because they rallied and won that tournament. It blows my mind what happens. So that's a bid-stealing team. It does. But you can't really blame Tulane. They won their tournament. They deserve to be there in that case. Yes, their overall record's bad, but they rallied and they played great baseball and beat some of the best teams in the conference, including East Carolina, who's like the top 12 team in the nation in the tournament. That's the way these things go. But I'm not going to sit here and just say I'm happy with it or I'm okay with it. Pete Hughes' statement 
you know, it echoes through me. It echoes through all of K-State's community. Even those that aren't big baseball fans can say, you know what? We did get screwed. We did get screwed. You can't rely on a flawed metric to decide who goes to the tournament and who doesn't. You think about it. Yes, I know some conferences are better than others. And I know each schedule isn't just, well, you'll play three games out of conference and then everything else is, you know, these series are in conference. I don't think you can do that, man. I get it. I get it a little bit, but it doesn't make sense to me. You swept Oklahoma and you beat Texas Tech two out of three games. You won both series. Both those guys make it. You don't even get a head nod. You don't even get a consideration. And then post-game, when you're asked about the show, you say, well, there's nothing we can do about it. You can do everything about it. Start at the bottom. Start at the top. Do whatever you need to do. Change things around. This can't continue to happen. K-State got absolutely hammered by the NCAA selection show, and it makes zero sense to me. We'll see what happens. If it ever gets changed, we'll talk about it, but I know that a lot of you guys aren't necessarily baseball fans that are listening to this podcast. It's been more K-State football, been more K-State basketball, but it had to be talked about. The university got screwed on this one, and I am frustrated about it, no doubt. But I do want to take a breath. I do want to calm it down and say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the patience over the last couple of weeks. I apologize for not bringing you a podcast sooner, but let me say, if you're interested in subscribing to the pod, leaving a five-star rating, go ahead and screenshot that review. Send it over to my boss at Pete Mundo on Twitter. You can find him on our Heartland College Sports official website as well. Send him that review and you will get a free Heartland College Sports koozie. The summer is coming. The beers need to be cold. Go ahead and keep it strapped with a Heartland College Sports koozie. But either way, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Everything Emo podcast. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I will see you next week without a doubt.